podcast by Sri. Attachment to pleasure, aversion from pain. Two weeks ago, I presented to you the challenge to live from the perspective of I am pure free forever rather than from the human existence that says I am an individual, I am this body, I am this mind, I am this personality. I am sure if you did this experiment you began to watch and to become aware and to examine as to when and if you can really become established first in the knower which is I am pure free forever when you're established in the space that is free from all illusion free from the Maya that Brajendra talked about in last week's podcast when you have that knowledge and when you became mixed and became this body in the waking state this mind and then began to either have happiness or unhappiness pain or pleasure sorrow or grief or joy and exuberance because as soon as you identify with that I which is that Maya the ignorance of the self, avidya, then that's what follows. So this is important to know because either you are knowing pure free forever, nor alone you are, amaramham maduramham, I am immortal, I am blissful, or else you are mixed, you are in sanyog, that mixture state and you're believing yourself to be limited. The space is now confined to your physical form, to your body. And if you watched and practiced this, you would become aware that when you've identified with your body through avidya, and when you're not aware of yourself as that pure being, as that self, immortal and blissful, pure free forever, then you are bound to the conditions of the human existence. So once there is a vidya, as Patanjali talks about the five klesh, the obstacles to living the knowledge of the self that come to the human being. First one, avidya. So that's ignorance of the self. That's what we were dealing with two weeks ago. That either you're knowing the self and living from that perspective, or you're ignorant of the self, and then the next klesh, the next obstacle, becomes apparent, which is asmita, which is I am separate, I am this I, separate from the rest of existence. The space is now only contained in my physical body. So once asmita is there, through avidya, which is the 
ground that all the other clash, all the uh, other obstacles appear on. The next clash is rag, which is the attachment to pleasure. So because now you have identified as this I, this I is separate, this human being, individual, is who I am, then I need to get as much pleasure, as much comfort, as much ease for this physical body and system and mind and emotions and the least amount of pain, suffering, disease. This is normal. This has to happen. As for the human being, you need food. So if you're hungry, you have to find food to sustain the body. If it's too hot and you're going to, to burn, you have to find a place that's cool. If it's too cold, you need to find a place that's warm. So on the practical level, the body needs to find that which is pleasurable and avoid that which is painful. So this isn't a problem. But when it becomes rag, then it becomes attachment to that which is pleasurable. And when it becomes dwesh, it becomes attachment or aversion to that which is painful. So let's first look at attachment to that which is pleasurable. If you sit and meditate and observe and examine, you'll see, you'll become aware that the senses are always going out towards their objects to get pleasure. You like to hear nice sounds, you like to feel soft, nice things, you like to taste good food. This is how it functions. So when some good food is tasted, when some comfort is felt, when some nice sounds are heard, then you want to have more of that. Because already, through avidya, you've become identified with this physical form. So your pleasure is now only derived through the form, through the body, through the mind, and through the senses. So of course, now that the pleasure is only derived through the physical form, you have to get the maximum amount of comfort, ease, pleasure for the body. So as soon as you receive that, maybe you went on vacation somewhere, and that location you felt particularly comfortable or easy, so you want to go back there again. Maybe you heard certain kind of music that you enjoyed, you want to hear that music again. Maybe you were in the company of a particular person that you felt love for, that you felt ease with, that you really enjoy communicating with, so you want to be around that person more. And the way the mind will work, it will derive its plan, sometimes even its manipulation, to try to get the maximum comfort, ease, love, peace for the physical body. Again, due to the fact that it's ignorant of the self, that you are ignorant at that time of your true self, 
which is filled with love, peace, joy, and ease, the mistaken idea, the maya, the illusion, is that now you have to find it through the senses, through the experiences, through a particular location in time and space, through a particular person that was known to make you feel good. And when the opposite comes, when there is pain or suffering, when you're with, say, that particular person and they say something that upsets you, they say something that's not giving you pleasure even though they had brought you some pleasure before, then you go into dwesh. It's known as the other side of the same coin. Pleasure, pain, attachment, aversion. They come together, the pairs of opposites. So now the system functions that it tries to avoid those people, those situations that bring discomfort, that bring uneasiness, that bring hatred to the system. Again, all based on the fact that you're now ignorant of your true self. You're not living from that perspective that we talked about two weeks ago, which was this perspective of I am pure free forever. Now you're living from the perspective of the Maya, the illusion that I am limited, the space is limited to me as an individual body, mind, personality form. So now this rag, this attachment to that which brings ple pleasure, and this dwesh, there's aversion to that which brings any type of pain. The fifth klesh or obstacle is called abhinivesh, which is fear of death. So this is the greatest sense of rag is attachment to your own physical form, that it should not die, that it should not be painful, that it should not be diseased. And dwesh, fear of the death of this physical form, because soon as you thought of yourself as separate, I, due to avidya, ignorance of the self, then there's the sense that you were born. And with that comes the sense that you will die and you have aversion to the idea of death because you love the life. What life do you really love? Not the life of the body. You love the life of the space, of the consciousness pure that's forever easy, that's forever blissful, that's forever free. But because of asmita, sense of I is separate, and then because of rag, attachment to that which brings pleasure, ease, and peace, then you've forgotten that that peace is forever shining. So that basis, that avidya, to all the different klesh, these obstacles, these troubles, comes because you've forgotten who you are. So as you observe in your meditation when you're sitting and the mind is now moving towards ideas and thoughts and beliefs about the past 
desires of what you want in the future, you can observe how this mechanism functions in the human system. You might even observe the power that it seems to have in the body, as if the body is troubled, as if the feelings are hurt, because you've made this real, you've made your body real. You're caught in the maya, in the illusion. And you can't get out because it's illusion. It's a mistaken identity and you're caught in the illusion. Like when you see a magician that makes an elephant disappear, you can't imagine how that happened. You're caught in the illusion. The elephant was there and then it disappeared. And you don't know how. So you think somehow it's real until it's revealed to you how the curtain was there and then it dropped and then it wasn't there. And for some time you were distracted and you didn't see the illusion as it was created. In the same way, once you're in the waking state, you're not able to see the illusion that was created because you're caught in the illusion. You're believing the illusion. So it's the knowledge of the self through, through meditation on that knower, on that source, on that peace, on that joy that's not based on needing to be attached to that which brings you pleasure or needing to be or have aversion to that which brings you pain. You are not a victim any longer to that illusion. But if you watch when you're sitting with eyes closed and you notice how this mechanism is functioning, you can notice that even if you're somewhat caught in it, even if as a human being you're still functioning in the same way to try to get as much pleasure and to try to avoid as much pain as possible, even though this functioning is going on, you're not dependent on it. You're not attached to it because you've found in your meditation that you can sit just by yourself with your eyes closed, watch the space, see what's left when all those thoughts, when all those feelings just return to their source. You see, you know the real you and that you is pure free forever. So the body life can continue on. You still might or will create your life in such a way so that you can have the maximum amount of comfort and ease and satisfaction and the minimum amount of disease or pain or suffering. So this happens naturally to the human being and then you want to eat right and do those things which sustains the body. And that's where Patanjali gives the yams and the niyams, the injunctions for proper living, proper thinking, because it's been shown that those create ease in the system which allow you to go into meditation. 
So it's all happening simultaneously. You still want to create the maximum ease in the system so that you can meditate. But once you meditate, once you dissolve into that sum where the intellect becomes very still or even, and you know that evenness, that space, that consciousness pure as you, then you're free and you become the master of your experience. So you can play with the relative world, you can play with your life and act in your life so joyfully, so perfectly, still functioning for pleasure and avoiding pain, but not being attached to them, knowing that when pleasure comes, it's great. When there's pain there, it's not you. When there's pleasure there, it's not you. It's just the movement of consciousness, the movement of the consciousness through the form, just like it moves in a dream. So we use the knowledge that's contained in the dream, that's contained in the deep sleep, we are perfectly at ease and peace. And in the dream where all kinds of different scenarios and figures are created, but you haven't changed. You are the knower. You remain as that. And we use all this knowledge, and you can examine that I that's forever free, that's free from Maya, that's free from illusion, that hasn't changed. And you can watch the changing mind with all its whirls and swirls and permutations into so many thoughts and feelings and desires and needs. And know that that just goes on, but you're the free being. You're not bound by any of it. And this is the beauty of meditation. This is the power that you are, that you know first, that's so powerful only because it comes from the light of the pure self. And when that power gets mixed with the mind and senses, it forgets its source, it forgets that it's as if plugged in like electricity to its power source. And now it thinks that it's this plug that has the power. It's this light that lights up. And that's the power, that's the light. That thinks that it's the mind that now needs to struggle, needs to strain to get what it wants. To avoid any pain. This can be positive because it will bring you into creating health for your body and ease for your body. And that's why the injunctions are given as how to live the body life. But ultimately, the yogi wants samadhi, wants that sum, that even state under all situations. And that's a shift in consciousness that cannot come on the level of the waking state that cannot come through identification with the body. Although the mind wants so badly to remain the mind and still have that ease. So the example is given. It's like you're in the water with your clothes on and you don't want to get wet. Can't happen. When you're in the body, when you're identified as a body and ego and mind, when you're living in the waking state, freedom is not there.
So we know where the freedom state is. We do the vivek, the discrimination, and the vairagya, the freedom from the rag, from the attachment to that which brings pleasure, comes from knowing the freedom, from knowing the self that you are, and from living in that awareness. So I encourage all of you to write your perceptions on the forum. Seems that people haven't been using that as we had hoped. And I encourage you all, as you do these experiments that we speak about each week in unfolding into the higher consciousness, that you write about your experiences and feel free to answer, ask questions to each other or to Brajendra or to myself so that we can have more of a satsang dialogue going on, if you wish. If not, that's fine too. Just listen to the podcasts. We don't have to have the forum, but it is there for you. Om Shanti, Om Peace. May this peace be with you always. <laughs>